Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Johnny Smith. I'm Richard Porter. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Bientle. Bientle. Bientle? Bientle. Oh. Yeah, you know, that viral strange thing on Instagram where that lady says Bentley in a, yeah. should we say a foreign accent? Foreign. <laughs> She's a foreign lady and she says Bentley in a foreign way. Yeah. And she says, Bientle. Bientle. Yes. And I thought, Bientle, every time I've, I've, I've been borrowing a Bientle over Christmas, and I'm going to say it's, it's been a wonderful experience. It's, it's countered the sinful weather that's just relentless really well. Um, so this was a Flying Spur Fev, is that mm. right? That's or right. He have as some people. What do Bientley say officially? Because I noticed Land Rover people, if you ever ask them about their plug-in hybrids, they always say, oh, yes, the PHEV. Yes, this one's just been referred to as a hybrid, but, I mean, FEV ah. just, is just a better way of saying plug-in hybrid than PHEV. You think FEV sounds a bit cheap in the context of a Bientley because it immediately reminds you of a Mitsubishi Outlander. Well, it's, there's that... Yeah, and it's like people that say Bev. I don't think you need to say Bev. <laughs> because Bev's just like your mum's friend from around the corner. They used to drive just, a Celica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't she, she used to be a cabin crew for BA yeah. in the 60s. But now she's uh, she's just, because she's got kids, she, they're a bit older, so she works in the reception and opticians. Yeah, and she did shitloads of aerobics in the 80s and had a yeah, Celica yeah. and used to drive it a little yeah. bit hot around the uh, cul-de-sac. Oh yeah, and you were like, Do you know quite what? tall hair, I think, but very immaculate, mint, absolutely mint, <laughs> mint condition hair, um, sweet, good, sweet yeah, but that's example bad, of the bear. mark. Um, sorry, what, yeah. what were we talking about? Oh yeah, ben, ben, I have no ben, idea. Ben. Oh yeah, so saying Bev instead of you know electric car. Yes. So yeah, Bev and Mev and I'm not going to get too carry initially on this podcast because I think that's the wrong approach. But I would say that I would say I'd say I've done I've done well over a thousand miles in it over Christmas oh, yeah. period. Yeah, I've done loads, nice. and all, all of it is in pitiful weather. Hmm. And um, I've got thirty nine to the gallon on a run out of that car. Mm. And I don't for listeners that don't know, you, you can buy the the Flying Spur, which is the only saloon Bentley left, right? Yeah. It's the only saloon left, which makes me sad, because um, I feel very proud driving around in a a nice, chunky, chiselled saloon, I have to say. Um, this one's got the 2.8-litre engine, so a six-cylinder. You can buy it in a V8 or a W12. But then, it, obviously, it's got the um, the hybrid electric system, too. So it'll do about 30 miles, thirty between, like, 28 and 32 EV only. Mm. But when they're together, 
on a run makes a massive difference especially if you put in your destination on the sat nav because it will then immediately calculate oh you're going to go through that town or there's some crawling traffic there so that's when we'll do ev only and it does all that little stuff so it ekes out as much eco as possible and when you consider it weighs i don't know 36 tons actually doesn't it only weighs i think 70 kilos more than the, the 12 cylinder car um it's actually really good and I've really enjoyed it. And it's not slow. I've not missed all the other cylinders, <laughs> if I'm honest. If you give it the berries, yes. does, is there a point at which, because it's a V6 under there, does it get a bit noisy, relatively speaking? It does get quite noisy. Um, and if you belt it and the engine's not running, so, you know, it, it engages the engine from, like, cold... It's a bit like, I, feel, I always feel like it's a bit like waking your dad up by creeping into his room and throwing a load of, throwing an ice bucket into his bed. You know, that's, I feel so bad, like, you join the motorway, EV only, and then you, you the throttle position goes down a little harder, and then it wakes the engine, and it just goes, oh, for, oh gosh, all right, okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> it always feels like that. <laughs> your dinner's getting gulled, Bentley. Ah, uh, oh, no, it was just, it was just, it was just, it was, I mean, I, my dad used to fall asleep in an armchair, and then you go, Dad, you're asleep, and you go, no, I wasn't, I was just resting. Yes, that's such a dad response. That's, mm. that's clear dad response. Well, I told my brother, because he's obviously a Bentley person, uh, but mostly old Bentley. And mm. um, I said it's got a 2.8 engine. He looked at me and he went, don't tell me it's a Ford Cologne. And I went, no. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> I, I said, no, Greg, you know that this is 2024 now. This is not... <laughs> This is not 1978. It's okay. Um, but it did make me chuckle, I have to say. Um, so it's been, it's, been really, it's been really good. And this particular car, despite the fact it's covered in muck because it's just been so filthy, mm. um, it's got a dark green leather interior and uh, with real wood. And the, the way really people the course. way people have reacted to me driving around in it has been fascinating, because there's been this underlying kind of quiet respect, and head nodding, and I think the majesty of a large saloon, a large front grilled saloon, is, is is becoming extinct. We're just not seeing them around anymore. And I think if that had been because I had the option of, and I want to say thanks to Bentley for lending me one for christmas because i didn't ask them they offered um they offered me a bentega with the same drivetrain and i was, <laughs> was like your response quite robust my my response was just like no do you know I'd, I'd actually to be honest with you i wanted to drive a saloon anyway but i wanted to drive the the base model bentley and the base model bentley and it's not exactly base is the spur and I think the Spurs like a fantastic car. I'm still mourning the loss of the Mulsan. So therefore, there is only one saloon left, and it is the Mul- it is the oh, it is the Spur and all that. I have to say though, because you've got hybridisation going on at the back end, the boot is too, a little too shallow for me. I open the boot expecting to to throw hun- hundreds upon hundreds of Christmas presents in for friends Sizes. and family. And I realised that it was lucky that there were only three of us travelling because the back passenger seat got filled with stuff. So 
Yeah, you do lose a bit of boot depth um, cause hybridisation um, and all that. Not to be too pedantic, but is the engine in that not a 2.9? Like the same engine that's used in some oh, Panameras. Hang on, is it a, is it a 2.9? Hang on. So that would oh. be... Um, That'd that be, would be the later. That'd be Scorpio. Uh, Scorpio V6 in there. Yeah, you're absolutely Which right. Is, it's a 2,894 cc V6, but it's not the same as the engine from the Bentayga uh, hybrid V6. Ah, because that has oh, the 2995 well, TFSI. Different, um, different platforms and all. That's there, right, uh, but yeah, this one's got a shorter stroke and. Uh, and all that. I'm sure they're related, aren't they? They must be related, otherwise it would be economic madness. But um, I drove, last year, I drove the um, the Flying Spur with the W12, one of those uh, W12 end-of-days editions they're doing. Edition 12. It's that's called, a great Enya, great Enya track. Oh, no, yes. that's, sorry, that's Book of Days. I got it wrong. I got it wrong. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, that is still, that W12 engine in that car, it is lovely. And it's it, it's it's grunty, but not overwhelmingly so. It's just sort of there if you need it. Mm. It's weird, though, isn't it? We've talked about this before, ages ago, I think, on a video about how the how the Continental GT is one of those cars that just sort of quietly gets nicer and nicer with oh, every well. iteration. And I think the Flying Spur is the same because I remember driving the original Flying Spur and, and finding it a bit underwhelming somehow. And then yeah. I drove a W twelve one last year from the latest model and it was fabulous I've, I've got a conclusion as to why this is the case i think somebody at bentley has been looking at gary barlow and gary <laughs> barlow if, if 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 you were to put yeah if you were to sweep everything off your kitchen table and put pictures down of gary barlow from 1991 until now you'd say all of 90s gary barlow is actually not not particularly not a particularly good-looking guy. But then just suddenly, yeah. in the early 2000s, it's like he realises what he can do with himself and how he can turn himself up. A bit of facial hair, you know, maybe just slightly change the way you you, you do your hair, whatever. But whatever mm. it is, it's exactly that's happened to the Conti GT and the Spur. I think they started off both looking a little bit aux, aux and, now, yes. and now they've both found their... Their groove, and I and I hope the spur. I mean, it, I hope the spur finds more owners because you see a lot of Conti GTs about, but you don't see so many spurs. Mm. And I think I do. I am sad about this potential demise of the saloon. I mean, we've got we've got the old demise of the station wagon in the states, and it's a bloody shame, Rich. Well, and all yes. That. Although I think there's uh, probably I haven't seen the stats. They'll be around. They are sort of starting to come out now. The sort of best selling cars of 2023. Um, once you take pickup trucks out of the equation, mm. I don't know what the best-selling car in the US will be, but I suppose it was a, for a long time it was either the Accord or the Camry, wasn't it? I know the Rav Four's been in with a shout recently. I don't know. Let's see if it's available yet. Best-selling cars USA 2023 over here. Oh, here we go. Well, it's something from October. The best-selling cars of 2023 so far. Uh, it's in reverse order, so we've got to get out the bottom. Uh, so it's F-150, Silverado, Ram are the top three. Oh, yeah, RAV4. RAV4 is number four. Tesla Model Y is number... F sorry, is number... Hang on, how does that work? Okay. They're miscounted here. 
they've misnumbered these number five honda crv okay so yes suvs are muscling in camry is now at number seven this isn't this is only from october so it's year to date but i don't imagine the camry's made a sudden surge up the charts because it feels like it's quite far behind the others but anyway the saloon's not totally dead there's still a saloon in the top 10 in the u.s i would guess um in fact there's oh do you know what this was again just the caveat this was only till october but the 10th best-selling car or best-selling sort of passenger vehicle, including trucks, in the USA, was the Jeep Grand Cherokee. The Grand? Yeah, it's quite surprising, isn't it? Yeah. I thought that wasn't doing so well, but maybe it's just only everywhere else, apart from in the homeland. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't... Interesting. You don't ever it? see new well, Grand Cherokees here. Can you even buy a new Grand Cherokee here? I'll be honest, I'm not paying attention. <laughs> they, they delete it because they were to <clears throat> move towards the sort of smaller end of the range. Let's have a yeah. look. Yeah. No, it's on the well. It's on the Jeep UK website, so you can buy so, it then. Yeah, there's uh, the, the Jeep range is the Avenger, which um, is a little electric one. Good they're, car. They're doing a petrol one, aren't they? Soon, I think as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, Renegade. Uh, the Compass, the Grand Cherokee, and the Wrangler. No, no sort of regular Cherokee at the moment. Is there one in the US? We're very good at this, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we're we're, we're really our good. fingertips. But because I, I thought there was still a Cherokee in the US, um, but maybe not. I'll tell you what. Got I, I am getting such a deja vu. I'm drinking coffee with a sprinkle of cinnamon on the top, Rich. Oh. And it reminds me of you and Bulldog Services. Because <laughs> your you're slightly quirky coffee I'm, order. Yeah, I'm going to use the term back in the day when yes. we used to do Smith & Sniff as a video rather than a podcast. And um, we used to meet at Bulldog Services. People who've followed us for a long time will know all of this. But we used to choose a particularly dismal services to meet and start filming. And my preference for coffee is always a little tap of cinnamon powder on the top of a either a black coffee or a just a strong coffee. And I've got one now, and I thought, yeah, it feels good. It feels it feels it, it feels like I've, I've rewound time um, off of share. Turning back time. Yes. <laughs> um, if you could reach the stars. Yes. Um, so the Jeep range in the US is Grand Cherokee, and then there is a Cherokee still on sale over there um, alongside the Compass. They also, the, the car that we don't get that they do that does look quite nice, I think, in a sort of would be pointless here kind of way, is the Gladiator, which is basically a Wrangler pickup. Oh yes, um, and then they do the they do the Hemi um, Renegade, uh, not Renegade Wrangler, don't they? Which is called the <laughs> yeah, not sure. Isn't it called the Tomahawk <laughs> Twat Face or something? I can't remember. What it's yeah, called. yeah, I think it is called the. Oh the, no, you have got yes. the Trackhawk, which is the Grand Cherokee with some like lunatic engine. Yes, are they still doing that? I, I felt like one of those things they sort of did because they had a load of Hemi seriously Hellcatty engines to get rid of. Uh, the Jeep USA website's not working very well. I'm going to be honest, I can't get it to... <laughs> it <got laughs> just, the screen's gone black. It's got so. into limpo mode. I think it has. Uh, oh, no, how, no, I'm, I do beg your pardon. I'm speaking ill of the Jeep website. I think it's my internet might be playing up. Okay. Along with my plumbing. Not a euphemism. No. Um, 
I'm, I'm quite pissed off about this because after we'd recorded this, I was going to do some other things. And then this afternoon, I was going to trek myself and go to the cinema on my Todd to see the Ferrari film. Oh, were you? Yeah, because I want to see it. And I don't think it's around for very long. And I just thought, that's nice. I've, I've carved out some time in my week. I thought, I'll, I'll do all my work um, as fast as I can. And then I'll be able to go to the cinema and watch the Ferrari film. But now I can't because I'm waiting for a plumber to come this afternoon to fix <laughs> our water. So... Um, can't do that so next week there probably won't be a review of the ferrari film but there might be a review of a man called steve who mends pipes (laughs) well um talking of films because i've got this written down over the christmas period obviously a lot of and by the way happy new year everybody a bit late to that but 2024 hi um there's an awful lot of incompetent flood driving going on, but we'll come on to that in a second. Mm. Mm. Before we do that, there's, there's, there's. I, I decided to be a bit different and watch only Die Hard Two instead of Die Hard One on Christmas Eve. Okay. Um, and I realised that um, when the terrorists are airside, I don't know, dicking around trying to get on a plane with a drug lord, I think um, they're in Range Rover classics. Uh, are they? They're in Range Rover Classics with bull bars on. Yeah. Oh. And I realised that this was a 1990 film, Die Hard 2. And I realised that um, the, the demise of the bull bar, they, they used to be, everything used to be bull barred, didn't it? And we know why that's gone, because it's dangerous. Mm. Mm. But there's also, and this wasn't on Die Hard 2, unless I didn't look close enough, the badge bar. The demise of the badge bar, Rich. Yes. What What's happened to to those silly ornaments on a, on, a, on a bar that goes across the bumper. Someone's forwarded me um, a picture of a really quite heavily decorated Jag XJ uh, on Instagram. And I yeah. thought, is, is this the ultimate old money statement? It's quite old money. But it's also, it's a bit sort of like you're still in the Cubs. You need to show <laughs> off how many badges you've got. Rather than having your mum sew them onto your sleeve, <laughs> you stick them on the front of you. If whatever, I mean, it's sort of maybe what would be a good badge bar car back in back in the day? Oh, badge bar cars. We used to see them all the time. So you'd get it would be a, it would be a, a, a heavier engined MGB. So it'd be an MGC. Ah, oh, yes, that's quite because it can cope with the weight of the badges. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, but weren't they famously lousy handling cars because they were awful. of the weight of that? Terrible engine, awful. and then you're going to put a little bit more weight at the front with a with a, awful. <laughs> a platter of badges <laughs> awful. to show that you're in the AA. It's awful. Rover P6. Every classic car show always was the the first badge bar displayer. I would say. Do you think P6 is more badge bar than P5? Oh, they're both badge barry, aren't they? <laughs> they're badge the bar. Lower- yeah, I just wonder whether you'd start to worry that your engine was getting enough airflow yes, that's into the true. radiator if you put badges across the front of a P6, although they're supposed to have that lower. You'd have to reach for the Kenlo illuminating button, yeah. as was, <laughs> which I do like, the fact that it lights Hi, up to say. I'm Ken Lowe. <laughs> uh, you might remember the cool. actor Rob Lowe. Well, I'm his second <laughs> cousin. <laughs> <laughs> can i just read you the names i'm oh, sorry this is I, it finally loaded up this page that i was trying to get to the the, what, the, um, jeep? the jeep gladiator <laughs> website <laughs> yeah and it, i think it was my internet so i'm not going to blame jeep for this but it took a while and it suddenly popped up so but, um 
<laughs> the model names of the gladiator age. Um, they're, they're a bit much, I think. There's, I mean, they start with the spout and the spout S, which Remake called a spout. Spouts. Spouts. Then there's the willies. I understand in context that's, that's a reference back to the original Jeep. Um, but, the, but then there's... I think this is a bit on the nose. There's a model called the Freedom. Freedom. It doesn't have the. Uh, I put that in, but it's called the Freedom. Yeah, a Jeep Gladiator Freedom. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, it might as well just have fuck yeah after it as I was, well. I was just about to say America, fuck yeah, it's back. Yeah, they, incredibly, there isn't a Gladiator model called America, fuck yeah, but there probably should be. There's the Rubicon, uh, the Mojave, the High Altitude. What? And then, and then, and then the Rubicon far out. But they've put far out as all one word, and it just it does at a glance. Your brain sees fart, even though it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> the Rubicon farts for some reason makes me think of those that really nice um, fizzy drink that you can get at Rubicon. I was, was going to say mango flavour. It is mango, and you just chug some of that, and then you start <laughs> parping out the back end. Yeah, yeah it's just very <laughs> fruity. Anyway, I don't know why. why it's just, really gone in on these model names also a very big model range you don't that's like one two three four five six seven eight eight models in that range anyway um well can, just just to look, go back to die hard yeah let's go back <laughs> to die just hard to be difficult you watch die hard 2 mm-hmm. but not die hard original because that's what everyone else is watching at Christmas. yeah yeah that's um, true i can't remember a single thing about die hard 2 okay so set at an airport Terrorists take yes. over a little... Ch- By the way, spoiler alert from 1990, everybody. Um, <laughs> terrorists... Um, also, I noticed you used the word airside, which I, I like, because I like the word airside, but it's one of those words where I feel like as I use it, maybe I'm not allowed to use it because I don't actually work in aviation. Well, neither it do like I. It's a very I mean, specialised word. I quite like it, though. I feel, I feel like I'm closer to the subject. I don't know. Or I'm just being a complete yeah. stroker. But um, either way, Die Hard 2 <laughs> begins with naked Tai Chi watching the news. You must of remember course. that. There's planes taking off and landing, and then there's a there's head terrorist guy watching, te- watching the news whilst doing naked and clearly hot, unless he's just been working up a sweat by doing other exercises, doing naked Tai Chi whilst watching the news. That's he's mm. very sinewy as well. Um, mm. That's enough of that. Uh, it's a really good film. I, re- I highly recommend it to everybody who hasn't ever watched it, which will be nobody <laughs> apart from Richard. But um, I think I have watched it. I just don't remember it. But that's you know, it's sort of it's kind of overshadowed by the original, I suppose. Completely, but it's not a bad film. I would say mm. um, there's still uh, obviously a bit of smoking in it. Um, and that kind of thing. A couple of bad police cars that just drive into other cars really slowly outside the airport. <laughs> Usual. Uh, but Usual. I, yeah, but I, I, blah, blah, blah. The other thing that happened at Christmas, obviously lots of games, and I, I was kindly given a game, like a trivia game all about a- animals. Just a quick-fire little game to play, and I was playing it with yeah. my on New Year's, New Year's Eve with my, mm. my brother's family. Family. And there was a question all about swans. Mm. And my brother went, if I was ever going to be reincarnated, 
there's just no way I'd want to be any other animal apart from a swan. They're brilliant. And I went, what? Really? And he looked at me really intensely, slightly aggressively, went, <laughs> of course. He said, because, <laughs> he said, because it's a boat and an aeroplane all in one. And I went... Yeah, I mean, it's a passable car as well. I mean, I know they're not great on that, but they can, they can, they can get a clip on, can't they? They can waddle about. But the same is true of ducks, so why wouldn't he want to be a duck? Because he said swans are more graceful and yeah. they've got more, they get more respect, which is true. He's thought about it. My brother's thought about this, being reincarnated yeah. as a swan. But I went, so... And in fact, that, weirdly, later that day, we went out for a walk in between main course and dinner because everyone was a little <laughs> bit sort of like heavy. And a swan on its own went flying overhead with its neck fully outstretched. And he went, look, look mm. at that. He went, basically, look, that's a fucking Akrana plant. Look at it. Look, that can land on water at any moment it wants to. It can. It just doesn't doesn't live by the rules. He just started waxing lyrical about swans. Live by the rules. <laughs> what rules? Though? I mean, I yes, I imagine if they could, swans might go drink driving or something because they're swans. They know no better. But I don't understand what rules. Like they're still bound by the laws of physics. It's just that they can fly. But I don't know. You know what swans remind me of when you see a swan in flight? Mm-hmm. I, I immediately think of is Concorde. Oh, d- oh yes, because the neck, swans the neck. are the concord of the bird world. Is it the long neck sort of going down a bit to land? Um, yes, and they're white as well, which I suppose <laughs> is a bit. Uh, you know, my brother likes concords, so maybe he's down. With oh, that there you too. go. Tell him that. Tell him that. See, if, I bet he goes. Yeah, I know. I've already thought of that. He probably has. It's well, we part of the appeal. Weirdly, only twenty four hours before my brother's sudden outburst of wanting to be reincarnated as a swan, um, <laughs> someone, someone on Twitter X, um, forwarded me a link all about um, old Neanderthal musical instruments that have been discovered by archaeologists, and one of them was a swan bone flute. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> But it made it made me laugh so much because obviously the terminology of flute and stroker is fairly regularly used on this podcast because this is a this is a really in informal uh, informative car based podcast. But yeah, the swan bone flute is a was a thing. So apparently, a Neanderthal. I say ne- apparently. It sounds like it was a new, on the news recently. Mm. Would have just grabbed a swan, sort of like swung it around and, and killed it, and then used mm. it, eaten it clearly, and then used its neck as a musical instrument. <laughs> it's very <laughs> odd, isn't it? It's very odd. Drilled well, a- I suppose it was it's a, a period of, of discovery, and maybe they were less respectful of swans than we are now. Well, clearly. Because, <clears throat> well, I'd imagine in Neanderthal times it was a bit more needs must. Of course. You know, you didn't go, oh, look, that creature's really beautiful. I better not kill it and eat it. Um, no, because I'm or, cold you know, and hungry. Of swans. That'll make our parks look nicer. Let's leave it alone. Just <laughs> went, Screw it. I want to play some music. <laughs> like, Dave, put the tunes on. Hang on a minute. I'm going to snap this swan in half. <laughs> use its bones as a flute. What's a flute? I just thought of it. <laughs> it's a tube you blow through. But I tell you what, I'm going to smash a couple of holes in it and see if it sounds different. <laughs> Do you think that the experimentation required to get to the point where they went, right, okay, so here the following animals do not work as flutes. One, gerbils. Two, cats. 
three. Camel. They just worked through a load of ones. Sparrows, too small, no good. Well, they've got a huge Eagle. mound of bones they're just rattling through. Yes. Like, like Lego. <laughs> you just tip a bucket of Lego at it and go, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this will well, work. That's okay. So... Um, I just, but we've we've worked out that a um, a wolf's fibula makes a brilliant stirring spoon for <laughs> stew. So we're going to do that there. Swans, yes, flute, good idea. Yeah, and they. It's taste the same, only okay. same way that I I don't know how they arrived at realizing that, that certain ingredients go together to make certain things. You know, like uh, how how did cake come about? There must have been a process to get there. Well, it's usually mistakes. Usually happy mistakes, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So maybe someone's got to document them in order for them to survive over time. And usually in the old Mm. days, that's why they used to sing songs to kids, isn't it? Because it was part of education and learning. If you sang relentlessly the same lyrics, you'd just remember. Well, it's the thing, isn't it? I suppose it is. It's a very memorable way to do it, just to hammer home the point. Yes, you just go, go to sleep, my darling, find a swan and kill it, trill its bare bone neck and then play it for the next song. (laughs) Or something. And you go, oh, yes, every every time I see a swan, I'm just going to think about the fact that if I I snap its neck off and then drill it, if you you dismantled it, you could make a passable passable flute. <laughs> or a novelty vape. I don't know. <laughs> swan, probably, swan neck vape. A... <laughs> well, anyway, um, well, oh damn, you got me thinking. You know these the demise of the badge bar. What yes. about if we're going to go full old money? What about the bonnet mm. ornament on a modern car? We get this sometimes on Instagram. We get sent um, people photographing, I don't know, a brand new, uh, I've seen it, a brand new uh, like Toyota RAV4. And it's got a huge sterling silver horse bolted through the bonnet. Yes. And you go, oh, okay. What do we think about this? Because I think it could be the ultimate old money statement in today's world. What do you think? Well, the Her Majesty the Queen used to have some kind of little ornament i think it was a dog on the bonnet of her range rover did she so uh was it one of the core it was one of the corgis i bet ah now yes that's well i'll try and find a picture of this um I was, I was going to type in Queen Range Rover, but I was just worried it's going to come up with Freddie Mercury leaning on a on a classic. But <laughs> on a, on yes, the here we go. Look, a picture. <clears throat> it is definitely a dog. Also, the Queen, may she rest in peace. Not a tall lady. No. And this shot head on of her driving her L three two two Range Rover. She's one of those people where basically her nose is just below the height of the top of the steering wheel. She's just basically eyes and hair uh, as she drives. <laughs> so it looks like a child has stolen it. Well, I saw a lady the other day um, driving a Fiat 500 who was the same thing. And I was a bit like, I mean, the 500's not a big car. No. So that must have been a very wee lady. And I just thought I wouldn't, I, I, was, I was trying to remember because it, I was, I was like thinking I'll, I'll put my seat, but my seat's already down as low as it'll go because I'm quite tall. But I remember, have you ever driven the latest Aston v8 vantage uh i haven't driven the latest vantage no i haven't the seat goes down incredibly far i don't know why what like you you feel like you're disappearing through the floor floor pan yes it does it feels like you're in a lift and you just 
going down into the basement of the car but you're not you can just get right down on the floor and it's so it's like it's too much you know, normally i would say as a general rule i have seats about as low as they'll go because that's usually about right for me me too but this it was like this is too low i don't feel in control of the car this is my point i was gonna say if you're very very small i sort of feel like you're not quite in control because you haven't got as good a visibility as you might hope for if you're if your nose is pretty much you know in line with the badge on the steering wheel um but i found another picture of the queen here it's not clear what this is it might be a horse what you thought it's it was a dog for crying out loud no oh no it is i think it is a dog a dog horse no i think it's a dog it's it's hard to get a clear <laughs> i'll find some better pictures and stick them on the page yeah it's a dog it's definitely a dog but it looks to me like it's a labrador okay it's definitely so... not a corgi because it's got longer legs well, well, Queen Range Rover bonnet ornament. It's also mounted quite far back, I presume, for safety reasons, because it would look bad if the Queen impaled a commoner. But somebody, some, some, someone's job, whether it was someone at Range Rover or not, someone's job would be to drill the bonnets of new Range Rovers or yeah. or any other royal cars that might have had that and fit these yeah. figurines. Because this came to me, because this Bentley, Bentley, that I've been borrowing has the has that lovely flying bee um, ornament which comes out and goes away at will um, on the on the gr- top of the grill. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail23. Shopify.com slash retail23. And it has illuminating little wings, which my kids were marveling at. And they found, oh. they found, the, the, they found the menu and the touchscreen where you can conceal it and reveal it at, at will. So you mm. can go on the motorway and put it away. For example, I always put it away on the motorway, and um, yeah, and it's really, really cool. But it, there's there's not a lot of that stuff going on anymore, and I do wonder whether or not these are these figurines, sort of bolted through the bonnets of new cars. That's I think that could be an old money thing. Imagine a Subaru Legacy with a with a Shire horse mounted on the bonnet. You'd look at that and go, "That's that's old money landowner." That is. Yes. Whether you think it's distasteful or not, irrelevant. Old school landowner. Apparently the Queen's bonnet mascot on her <laughs> Range Rover was a Labrador with a pheasant in its mouth. Well, bloody hell. Did you, have you put that in boring car trivia one, two, three or four? I have not, but I flipping should. Well, and, uh, that's going yeah, Apparently the whole royal family gets these uh, car mascots from a foundry called uh, Louis Lejeune which is actually in this country, although it sounds French. But, uh, yeah, it's a specific foundry wow. uh, which, uh, which makes them for the Royal That's Family, Old so. Money Bonnet Mascot Foundry. I'm going on yeah. their website later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't totally. I wonder if they have a website. 
Hang on, let's have a look. Well, hang on, could I get one made? Could I get one made of um, yeah. say a swan in flight? Louis Lejeune Limited, this is Wikipedia, but we'll go with it, uh, is a small bronze foundry in England producing mainly car mascots. It is the only surviving maker of custom car mascots from the Art Deco era of the 20s and 30s. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so... God, just that's, that's, I am really keen to go on that site. I'm not going to do it now because I'm professional and we're recording a podcast. But, <laughs> you know, they, um, I don't think they have a website. They probably don't need one, do they? They're very old school. Um, I'm going to. I might choose. I might do an eeny meeny miny mo on one of my cars after a nice bottle of Merlot and Malbec and go and go. <laughs> right, which which of you is going to get an Art Deco well, mascot? Now, hey, but. Obviously, if you did the insight, you don't want to compromise the aero because it's all about efficiency, that car. Oh, shit, yeah. But what could be more aerodynamic and also delight your brother than a swan? A bonnet swan. A bonnet swan would be... Do you know what? My brother is is in a car quandary. His extremely frilly Mark IV Golf... Is just looking oh, I so saw you thrilling. doing a shite for Passat. Yes, he just he, he's he's been very vocal with me over the Christmas period about he feels like the time is is has come that he's he's debating. He said, "I want to find either a clean to see spec Mark IV Golf Estate to replace his mm. Ghetto Mark IV um, mm. hatch," or he said, "I'd love to go back to the B three days." Oh, I've had so many B3. My brother's had so many B3 Passats. <laughs> B3 days. He loves the B3, he says, is he thinks the B3 is, is one of the best cars Volkswagen's ever made. He thinks it's better than all of the Golfs. He thinks it was so ahead of its time and so robust, uh, aero. And it is, it's a, and it's a great estate. I mean, but they've got to be... Very rare now, surely. They are, which irritates him immensely because there's none <laughs> out there and he just can't get his head around the fact there's not any around and they're not for 400 quid like they used to be. <laughs> well, because, I mean, they are, they are pretty much collector's items, surely. Yeah, yeah, they are. a dubhead of, of some sort. I mean, why would he not go for like a B5? No. I think they're still kicking around, aren't they? No, I think electric handbrake and this... What? No, not in a B5. That's still... Um, is it still Manuel Wand? Still Manuel, because they were they were out in the late nineties, weren't they? So, well, he's I think he's worried about the injection. He's worried about the more expensive fuel pump. Right. Yeah. There are crucial elements for a car when you're buying a car carefully for around fifteen hundred pounds to two thousand pounds, and you know that I don't know the the the, the fuel pump is seven hundred quid if it goes ding. He just yeah. he just can't live like that. Not my Greg is not that like that. It's, and I suppose it just gets worse. It just reminded me of I'm in a, a, a car nerd um, WhatsApp group, and uh, someone had found a Porsche KN V8 for sale, but apparently it needed a new alternator. And one of the wise heads in the group, who is actually in the car trade, went, walk away now. Oh, really? It won't just be the alternator. That will be some horrific body controller sort of wiring multiplex nonsense issue that will cause the whole thing to be trouble and i think that's probably not uncommon amongst modern cars isn't it it's just yeah issues well that's that's i mean that is valid some some cars are cheap for a reason but um mm. I, I, it doesn't always stop me um i'm not going to talk about the bentley anymore Bentley. but with with the recent relentless rain that we've had in the uk which is 
I don't mm. I don't get depressed um, about the weather too too easily, but it's really properly started to grind. Um, awful lot of nozzles driving around in flood water too fast. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm just yes. going to put that out there. Like, I mean, the number, the, the videos that just to keep appearing time after time on Instagram, and it's usually Audis just dysoning water up and then hydraulic yes. their asses off. And the owners being totally surprised that you shouldn't drive at, I don't know, 20 miles an hour through a river in an S4. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. But, or some absolute ring. It's usually dash cam position of some absolute ring. Oh, again, often in an Audi who has decided it's still okay to do 95 in the outside lane of a motorway in the absolute slashing rain, and then they have an aquaplane incident. Oh, complete anal muzzle. Go across all three lanes and duff into somebody else. Yeah, yeah no, there's a lot of... So do, I think oh, sorry, that sort of that school of thought that goes, well, if I put my bright rear fog on, then I can still do 80, yep. even though visibility is down to four metres. Complete needle dick behaviour. Um, but the reason why I've said this is being a, being a fev, this spur... Yeah. It made me realise a fev is a really fine thing to have when you're dealing with floods. Because... Oh, yeah? Well, because as I was driving back from Wales, um, when all of the storms with all of the names were chasing me, mm. I don't know, Storm Ring Spanner or whatever it was called was coming along. And, <laughs> and so there was just loads of standing water. There was one of the, one of them where you know you just can't quite tell how deep this puddle is going to be. I'm not going to yes. take a run at it because that's a full move. But mm. what I did was I I just stuck it in EV only mode, so thus killing the engine, and I mm. and I crept through in electric mode, uh. and I thought, well, the engine's not running, so it's not going to snort anything up because I don't know where the air intake is on this particular car. Some cars like BMWs and a lot of Audis, they're really low, and that's why they yeah. they Dyson up. Um, water instantly and die there was a generation of renos wasn't there that famously had very low intakes and were often they would just hoover up a load of rainwater <laughs> they would wouldn't they hydraulic themselves cocaine yes. nostriling river water yes, yes. And, <laughs> and so yeah so actually having a fev or even a full um mm. electric an interesting point i hadn't thought about yeah, that. yeah. You, you you take away that nervousness you by just putting it in ev mode and also because it's quiet you can almost compose your thoughts a little bit more you don't have to build revs or any of that <laughs> just, shut up engine you're distracting me <laughs> I, I have to say um, i much prefer I, reversing an electric car in a, in tight car parks and stuff because i can just hear myself think and go right what what's the tactic here <laughs> what's going on here what are we doing well, often you can also you can meter it out a little bit more, can't you? So I feel like, yeah. Did you ever try to reverse a Maserati? <laughs> this is a bit specific, but Maserati three thousand two hundred GT, or was it the four? It might have been the four thousand two hundred. I can't remember. There was one of them, those the coupes that it it <laughs> for some reason it was impossible to just gently creep backwards in the one with the um but the, the, the lurchy gearbox. Box. Yeah, it was. It was a it was a single clutch automated box, wasn't it? In those earlier ones, and it just it, it, everything was all out of whack in it. Like they hadn't tested it <laughs> in reverse in a car park ever, because you sort of had to give it a bit more throttle to get the clutch to engage, and then it would suddenly engage a lot, and, the, and it would surge backwards. It was a nightmare. I just remember it specifically being a very difficult car to reverse park. Um, but yeah, EV as long as it's calibrated decently, then you can sort of just trickle, trickle it in. I like, I, I do like the trickling in. Um, I have to say, it's so. 
Yeah, I've um, so I put a little message out on Twitter, not on Twitter, on Instagram. We, we have a Smith and Stick. We we're not on Instagram. Uh, we're not on. I'm getting this wrong. We're not on Twitter as Smith and Sniff. We're in. We're on Twitter right. as me and him, like separately. But we're on Instagram as Smith and Sniff, and a few of you already know this. Uh, I put a little thing out last night just saying, oh, we're going to record a podcast today. You got any questions? And uh, it seems that there's, there's quite a lot of questions. It, it, it's just oh. a shame I can't work out which <laughs> I'm glad you button. brought this up towards the end of the show. Oh, is it nearly the end? Well, no, we've got, we've got about 15 minutes, oh, but you gosh. know how we go on a bit. Well, <laughs> you probably should have done this at you know the beginning or the middle. Oh, I haven't even seen these questions. You know, this is the, I, I I didn't know you'd done this, and I now can't find. Well, do you know what's really oh, annoying is, is I've I've told you that I've, there's loads of answers, and I can't work out because I don't find Instagram particularly intuitive for that sort of thing. No, it's not. I mean, I I, I don't know how you manage to spend so much time on there because I find it infuriating. <laughs> That's just where are these questions? Oh, I can't. I don't know right don't, now. I had them up well before we started filming, uh, before we started recording, and now I can't find them. Do you know why this is? This is tremendous. Do you know why this is? And I've come to this conclusion, and I don't know whether it's the way I'm wired. And, and my brother had this conversation. This was pre-Swan chat. He he said to me, "What's going on with Facebook?" He said. I can't understand it at all. I can't, I can't navigate it. It's not intuitive. It's ridiculous. And then people send you a message and you've got to download another app that's just about messages. He said, what the fuck's that all about? Who's invented this shit? And I said, well, I don't go on Facebook either because I just can't navigate it. It doesn't work for me. It just seems too scattergun I, for me and I just don't... I'm scared I of it. I can get my head around Facebook, but I think Instagram's the one that defeats me just because... Because it does, because I'm middle-aged and it's too much. Well, just, you know, your brain gets full up, doesn't it? So I don't. I can't see. I'm on Instagram now and I cannot see any... Oh, maybe because I'm not on our account, I'm on my account. Well, that's Is why that you it? can't see it, you complete toolbag. Uh, no, I've just switched to, <laughs> switched to our account and I still can't see. Oh, wait. Oh, OK. I'm starting to see them. Yeah, you complete flu. OK. Oh, oh God. What? What do you mean? Oh, there's loads. Well, yeah, there is loads. It's just, uh, I can't actually find them. I don't <laughs> I had them up when we started to record this, and now they've gone, uh, and I don't know why. Um, right, listen, well, I just, I'm scrolling down. I've seen one here that just says panda update, question mark. The panda's back. Oh. I was telling Johnny before we started recording, because I forgot that it might be material for the actual podcast, the panda's back from the garage. Um, but unfortunately, I picked it up on, I think it was Christmas Eve, and uh, and and so I could only, t- I didn't have time, I had presents to wrap and stuff, so all I did was drive it 10 minutes around the block and then parked it. Um, I need to take it for a drive to make sure it's all working properly, but the garage, the guy at the garage, bless him, has, A, not charged me as much as I was dreading it would Which be, is good. B, he said, uh, you don't have to pay until take it away, make sure you're happy with it, and we'll you know, snag any problems. But it seems to be okay. I mean, it's, it's working in that it drives and stops, and it didn't do one of those things before. So uh, That's really yeah, good. Uh, Panda's back. Uh, more news as I have it. But, but we haven't also, we haven't mentioned my Christmas present to myself. Oh. Um, well, that you were slightly disdainful about, but which was a bit of a spur of the moment. Um, purchase oh, oh yeah just before christmas yes um because i did a load of miles in the last few weeks in my range rover and when i reflected back on how long i'd spent standing in petrol stations and how much money i'd given to petrol stations i got quite 
despondent about the whole thing and just went, I don't think this could continue in 2024. I think it's time for a new family car slash long distance hack that can do the miles. So I started looking around a little bit and I was thinking I'd probably I'd, just, I'd go back to an EV. I feel like yeah, it might be time because we had the I-Pace and it worked well for us at the time. Maybe go back to an EV and, and then it won't absolutely ruin me. Um, and then this coincided with discovering that there was a very specific offer on a very specific car going on. Well, actually, there were two. A specific there offer? Were those VW ID buzzes. Yeah. Um, do you remember? We, we talked about them on, um, uh, on on Twitter. Were we talking to people about it? It's a very cheap lease deal going on on an ID buzz. Yeah. Like way cheaper than they've ever been. And we couldn't quite figure out why this would be, but uh, maybe they just had some stock to shift. And um, so that was interesting. But I just, I don't know. I've not driven the ID Buzz. I know you it's like It's really, it. really good to drive. But uh, that VW. The infotainment, infotainment is, 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 is gash. Mm. It is gash. Um, the other offer that was going on like. only in December. And uh, I think this is, is an obvious one just to clear stock and plump up sales figures for the year um, because you had to not only order but take delivery of the car by 31st of December. Really? Yeah. It's, uh, but it was, a, it was a, again, a, a very tasty deal because it was a lease deal but way less than they would normally charge on the Tesla Model Y. Tesla. Tesla, which we couldn't... Do we- <laughs> We got, we talked because I said this at the live show at Stellantis. I said I sort of I've started suddenly looking at the Model Y and going, do I actually more interested in that? Because previously I had no interest in it whatsoever, and I was suddenly like, maybe that's not actually so not so bad. Um, and then someone called us out and said that we, or maybe just me, was saying Tesla instead of Tesla. I say Tesla, but I don't know which is right, and I know I can't remember which one I say, and I've just started sort of alternating a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, well. Um, and that's what I do with Porsche. Porsche. I, it's a fifty percent Porsche, fifty percent Porsche, depending on the audience, how impatient I am, how quickly I'm speaking, all that stuff. I think I never say Tesla. Never. Tesla. I don't, well, people can. I mean, I know Americans sure. do, and it is an American company, so maybe we're wrong and they're right. I mean, I'm. I'm not going to. Well, we're into the Dacia Dacia thing again, aren't we? It's like, do you say it the way that people in its native country say it? Yes. But in which case, we should all be saying Peugeot. That's true, because da- Dacia is Dacia said in Romania, and I say Dacia because yeah. I. I remember when I first got exposed to them and. Uh, I was in Romania and everyone said Dacia, so I thought, well, I'm going to say that. Um, well, it sort of, it's almost feels like it's being polite, isn't it? It's like making the effort a bit, like trying to speak language in a country you're in. Just even a little bit of effort goes along. Oh, way, yeah, completely. Anyway. Shumba Pell Johnny and all that. Shabby a La Rochelle. Shabby, like, uh, UK. Yeah, England. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so it's a Tesla Tesla um, running a, a, an offer on the basic rear-wheel drive Model Y in uh, in December, but you had to get one pronto, and because they're from stock, they could, as it turns out, turn around a car quite quickly. So I thought, I'm interested in this, and I've never driven a modern Tesla because after the Roadster, I was associated with Top Gear, and Top Gear on Tesla's shit list because of uh, taking the programme to court over the Roadster review. Um and so I discovered they'll do uh, overnight test drives 
and they just bung you a car. That's really good. You take it away. It is really good. And they also encourage you to go and try out the charging on the supercharger network because I think they know rather smugly that it's better than most public charging. So I did that, and sure enough, it's really good. Well, it's- and while we sat there, I had my kids with me. They discovered all the games and shit on the screen, and I couldn't get them to leave. I was like, we only need 15 minutes charging here, and we've got to go. And um, they, were, they wouldn't get out of the car because they were busy playing games and making it fart and turning that fire thing it does and all this stuff. So the children were immediately sold on it. And, um, and then I took it home, and then my wife had a go in it, and she was like, yeah, it's all right. So it's like, fine, sort of, it's, it's a car, isn't it? Which is part of the thing that always annoys me about these kind of Tesla evangelists going, oh, they're just better than everything else. You go, well, they are just cars. They're, they're monocoque cars. Like <laughs> it's made of steel. Most other cars on the road. Yeah, no, I know they've got some really interesting tech in them, but they are not like, even like a BMW i3, which was sort of made in a fundamentally more interesting and uh, unusual way. A, a Tesla Model Y, Model 3, it's... I th- it's basically a monocoque car. I know they've got aluminium panels on it, but it's sort of steel and aluminium. Metal Matrix monocoque, just like most other cars these days. Um, but they do good low-pressure sales, and they were doing a good offer. So, yes, long story short... Are you going to tell us how much you're paying for this, or is that... Those cars? Uh, it was 399 a month. 300 sheets, and what did you put down? Uh, 300, three grand, I think. Three grand, Okay. Yeah, something like that. Well, actually, no, it's a bit less than that because I moved the sliders around a bit. Um, I can't remember, <laughs> can't remember now. Well, so you accidentally paid 12 grand and you... And yeah, well, I mean, you probably could actually, couldn't you? And then your monthlies would be... Because I saw this Auto Express were highlighting the fact you could have a Clio, I think it was, for 69 quid a month, and which is true, but you have to put down like 10 grand or something, so it's not quite as attractive as it sounds. But um, that's the world of leasing and PCPs, isn't it? You just you can move the sliders all over the shop to get it to sound like you have to look at the overall amount of money that's going to leave your account over two, three years, whatever you do. Um, but yeah, it was just too tempting to turn down because I thought I've, I've, I've got potentially quite a lot of sort of more distance driving to do, and the Range Rover will ruin me. Um, the Panda, well, the jury's out on that. Um, so I felt like we did need a new car and it's, it was just like, just the charging network is way better. And this is the bit that really surprised me. I always assumed those modern Teslas were lots of amazing tech in a really bog standard and quite crappy car. And actually it's quite a nice car to drive. Yeah, they do. They drive very well. I mean, the one that you've got has had, I think had the suspension update it has the comfort suspension in inverted commas now i still find the ride a little bit busy but one of the things i discovered i've only had this thing a couple of weeks so i'm still sort of playing around with it but the factory spec tire pressures are 42 psi all round whoa and obviously this is done for range reasons yeah but i was talking to a chassis engineer that we know for another car company and he said there's another thing here american customers don't like you know in the door jam you get the little sticker that says in a european car it'll say it'll have a little graphic with lots of people and bags yes you will go if you if you're doing this then it to your this. should be this if it's just you yeah knobbing about then it should be this and there's probably some other options as well sometimes american customers don't like that it's too much too confusing really what so fully laden or not fully laden yeah too too much even though americans are obsessed with rotating their tires every 20 miles they they for some reason <laughs> don't like too much 
a, a menu of pressures. So instead, they tend to just do one pressure, but that has to be able to cope with max speed, max payload running. So obviously, it's uh... at a certain end of the spectrum, and Tesla want max range as well so it helps to sort of err towards the firm side of things so i've taken a load of air out of the tires not, not so you're running around like at 12 psi. 12 psi yeah they're they're making that really sort of wet noise as the car drives <laughs> along because so the tires are so baggy you're not you're not going no, to caught in any mud are you with your rear wheel drive tesla no you're fine no but if, yeah if i end up driving across the desert it'd be fine but it's but, no i took him down to 38 and it's taken the edges off the right so that's that's one thing and, and then i saw someone online saying oh the other thing is of course the suspension uh, loosens up and i thought well mm, does it i mean it feels like maybe you've just got used to the car but our chassis engineer friend said um, that is actually to a degree that is true and they don't do any calibration work on a prototype until it's got a thousand miles on it because you need everything to bed in so we'll see but the ride is it's okay but it's not brilliant it's not a rover 75 well a good a, a um, good friend of mine bought one of the first uk wise he's still got it actually i saw him over christmas and that Mm. It reminded me of how exceptionally firm it is. It's sport, you know, AMG yeah. track mode firm. Oh well, that's just but, stupid. Which is firm, which dark. It's no but need. the rest of the, you know, they they good. I think it's. I mean, it's a big wow, Richard. You you you're, t- you're telling the world you're 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 sacking off a supercharged V8 Range Rover, and you've gone for a. Uh, a computer mouse shaped Tesla family car. So, I yeah, mean, that's it's bold not move. a pretty car, is it? I mean, that's no. and also because this offer was contingent on it's the base model rear wheel drive. And if you want anything but white paint, you have to pay more. And I saw, like, well, that defeats the object of going in on this on this deal. So, yeah, it's just it's white, it's fridge white. Fine. I think it looks all right in white because, it, yeah, it's fridge white, appliance white, <laughs> but it's got black wheel arch things. And I think it, the contrast is because the colours, the demo car they let me was blue and it's quite a drab blue. Yeah. And actually all the other colours they do are quite drab. I just, so the white is probably as, as good as it gets because it's not a, it's not a looker. So I don't really care, but it's got loads of room in it. The boot's massive. It is. The boot's really good. The range, we drove to um, nearly London, in it last week and you know the the range and the efficiency seem to be very good which is what i'm looking for it's very very comfortable and um, i mean there's the usual caveats that putting the wiper settings on the touch screen is idiotic but there are little sort of workarounds and things i've discovered that make it a little bit less stupid but fundamentally it's like i need to change how the wipers are working i'm pretty sure no rory reed ex top gear um Auto Trader presenter chap. I'm pretty sure he's got a mm. Tesla Y family car. He has. I've been talking to him about because he was telling me how and, uh, crap the automatic wiper setting is. Um, now, weirdly, I haven't found it, and as we've been saying, it has been razzing it down recently. And so it's been a, a decent test in the past two weeks of how the wipers work. I think the auto wipers are only about as crap as every other auto wiper system. I was expecting them to be noticeably worse. Because they rely on cameras rather than a, a sensor, in the old in the way that everyone else does, and they're, they're sometimes they're fine and then sometimes they're not. And one thing I will give it extra points to the fact it also has an intermittent setting, like a proper intermittent setting. You know, a lot of cars auto takes the place of where intermittent used to yeah. be in the store. Yeah, and I always like cars. Jags used to do this, and and as various other cars where you have the option to do 
proper old-fashioned intermittents and the tesla has two intermittent settings but i think a lot of the thing is that people just leave it on auto and hope the car does the work and it just can't because auto wipers are shit so <laughs> anyway well but there I'm, we go I'm, well i know we're going to probably get lots of messages about this because i know it's bizarre isn't it and again like i say it's, it's just a car that's the thing it's not obviously don't it say is, that they're very good at the ev side of things but the it other is. bits you know the doors don't shut with a particularly nice noise and the panel gaps are they're fr- are they frameless the doors? They're frameless doors, aren't they? They're frameless doors. Which there are things about it that wonky. I really do enjoy. Frameless doors. It's like it's a sort of it's a big hatchback. It doesn't need frameless doors, but I kind of like the fact that it has them. And the, I noticed also, I hadn't spotted this. The windows are double glazed on the doors, so um, it's yeah. It's like they've made their lives more difficult in terms of they have fit and finish and sealing. But actually, it's it's decent. I'd say that. It, it's pretty quiet at speed and um and the doors don't you know they don't there's no kind of damon albarning so overall it feels quite tightly made it's they're chinese made the model wise we get over here at the moment yes and um it's uh it's it feels very tight there's no rattles or squeaks or anything like that but yeah it's not you do sense the doors don't quite sort of wump shut the way they would on an audi and um there's i don't know the, the materials are all right actually again better than i expected well weirdly i know the, the time of recording this uh 24 hours ago uh, tesla was overtaken by byd as the yes. largest seller of electric vehicles yeah, um, yeah. so yeah build dreams and all that um i know they're gonna i mean they're just gonna keep on climbing aren't they i'm sure tesla you know the tesla are trying to as well but i think their huge rate of climb is is already happened yeah because they're doing what did they do last year 1.2 million cars yeah a lot was it all 1.8 i can't remember now it's uh, it, it, so I, I did see this but um it's a lot of cars and mostly just the two sort of bedrock cars yeah probably it's 1.8 sorry uh that they sold but byd did um more electric car sales in the last quarter of 23 um yeah anyway i'll keep you posted yeah, but I, do, I, just, I was actually quite surprised it's not a shit car it's actually quite a good car in many oh, ways oh yeah and i think the the charging network and the the way the software works to reassure you of range and destination yeah i think is is no, such a key component which has been said before i know um, it's really good and I, was, I, I had an interesting experience on we went to um windsor in it to see some friends and you, you get on the app and look up the journey in the navigation thing in the in the app and then you can it tells you when and if you'll need to stop and how much charge you'll have left when you arrive at your destination and then it sends you can send it to the car so when you get in the nav is all primed and ready to go which is a neat little touch i know you can do it on other cars but i've used apps on other cars our jag has an app and it just wasn't that good and this app is is good it seems to work you can turn on the heated seats from your house if that kind of this is where thing this is where the, the, the software uh, attention to detail is where elon's always been hot though isn't it always well this is i was saying this to someone the other day i think we've got to stop making such an association between musk and tesla because clearly they've got some very good engineers i gather they've you know they're sort of in terms of chassis engineering and stuff they've they've got some really good people there from like uh you know jlr and mclaren and people it's they've they basically i guess they probably pay big if you want to go and have to work under the whims of a billionaire lunatic but 
Um, that's how you. That's got how you, good people. That's there. how you evolve quickly. Yeah, but then uh, you know when it works out and when things are good, Musk gets all the credit. And I know he gets all the flack when it doesn't work out, but it feels like actually a lot of the good stuff. I feel like there's some good brains working on this because there's some things you can do with that car that are just make your life as an electric car driver that bit easier. And and that's what it you know it's what what kind of tipped me into doing this rather than sort of scratching around looking for a an Ionic Five or something like that, which I know is what well, you've got probably in this situation. Well, one of, one of the questions that somebody's asked me on this thing, which we will, we'll, I will revisit them next we'll, we'll, podcast. We'll, yeah, we'll go. <laughs> but of course, in that way that we always do. Um, someone said, if Johnny had to buy a new car today that's family friendly, et cetera, et cetera, what would it be? Well, the answer is almost certainly an Ionic 5. I do keep looking. I can't, dis- I can't work out about payments and leases i just can't it's too confusing for me with my own personal situation whether i just buy a two-year-old one outright or whether i lease one because if Mm. i lease one i can't bear the idea of saying right well you've had you've enjoyed that for two years that's cost you 15 grand and i'd be going 15 Mm. grand i could have just bought like the best element in the world and just driven that around and then sold it for 12 grand after two years. And I can't yeah. bear the idea of of flushing that money away. I'm just fighting with myself. Well, it's glorified car hire, isn't it, really? Which I you know I'm quite down with. I'm, you're getting a brand new, safe, reliable car with a warranty. That's which I know a lot of people go, that's not exciting, be a bit more adventurous. But I think also partly my panda experience, which has slightly done my head in with just how much it's had to spend time in the garage last year has also been a bit of a tipping point that sort of sense i was on my way to a school reunion a few weeks ago in the range rover and there was a thing it, the dashboard flashed up with something and i was just my immediately my just the heart sinking feeling of i'm not going to make it to this thing i really want to go to it was in fact just that it, it when it gets grot on the sensors the um uh radar you know, distance warning thing. Grot on the radar. Can we've we've all we've all been there. Grot on the radar. <laughs> we've all been there. It was just that. But my initial, the, the yellow triangle flashing up in the middle of the instruments is just my my heart skipped a beat because I was like, oh, don't do this to me now, car. And I just thought, I think I need a little period of not having that additional low level back of the mind stress in my life so so hang on i have to say by the way because the range rover i think i do have to sell it i can't i was just about to say are you is this mean the the range rover is officially for sale now yeah if anyone wants a supercharged uh, l322 2010 uh it's it is for sale um don't email in with a stupid offer i will report you to the police uh, for molesting animals but um you're gonna put it on facebook uh, yeah, marketplace is... and have a tsunami of oh, yeah. or you gonna... <laughs> but word it in such a way it seems like i'm a prostitute uh no i don't know i i do need to get rid of it i just it needs to be cleaned up but uh but no it is actually it has been touch wood very reliable recently i've had no particular issues with it but uh but uh it was a clean example of the mark as well wasn't it it is well it's not the cleanest but it is it's i'd say it's honest and two separate um garages when they've had a look at it both of them specialists have said it's a good one so i'll take that but it's a good one that i no longer need so uh yeah if anyone's interested drop us a line i will do a proper ad at some point um to get it moved on um we should probably wrap we've got to land this one rich um, we have got to 
and <laughs> bring this beautiful concord of the bird world down onto the canal of podcasting. Whilst giving um, everybody around you your best resting bitch face. I don't know if birds can do resting bitch face, but... I think they probably yeah. can. I reckon birds of prey have quite a good... Oh, they do. ...resting bitch they face. They do, don't they? Right then. Um, before we go, I've got three things to tell you. Uh, they are one. Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Save on Plates Show, in which Johnny dispenses helpful tips on reducing household crockery costs. Uh, this week, he shows you how to eat a Greg's vegetarian slice off an old copy of What Car. If that's not to your taste, there's always The Late Break Show. Lots of excellent videos on there about cars and people who love cars. What have you got for us this week? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> Do you know what it... I've 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 tried to take proper time off over Christmas and I've just completely uh just completely forgotten what I'm doing. Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure it's a barn find. Um and it's a fold. Forward. It's a oh. London. It's a London. It's fucking London. Oh. Might be my first London barn find. No, second London barn find. And um oh. Yeah, it was quite an interesting backstory. And you know what? Do you know what? If, if if that's not your bag or if I've got it completely wrong, there's been two over the Christmas period videos. There's a there's a there's a best of twenty twenty three Barn Finds compilation. So please, I, please uh, watch it. I watched a bit of that in my Tesla. <laughs> in my Tesla because you can watch YouTube on the screen. We, we, me and my boy went to pick up a friend from the station, and her train was late, so we watched some of your video sitting in the. You car. hang on, you were watching it in your. 20- I mean, obviously, you could have done that on the phone as well. It's not that. I was going to say. There we go. Were you watching this on your yep. in your twenty twenty three Tesla? Yeah, yeah. Twenty. What? Hey, what model year is that? Twenty three? Is that twenty three? Um, all right, well, uh, second thing I've got to tell you is I have a new book out. I might have mentioned it before, but I'm going to mention it again. It's called Boring Car Trivia 4. If you didn't get it for Christmas, go and buy it for yourself. Go on, treat yourself. Uh, it's a paperback or an e-book on Amazon or a paperback from our merch store, where we also oh, have hats now. We do. Mm, lovely winter hats. The, go and get one. They're very warm, the quality thin hats. Thin lined beanies, embroidered, mm. sir. Oh. Good, f- lovely, perfect for the convertible drivers amongst you. Um, yes. Um, oh, there's oh, sure. Something I meant to read out and I forgot. I definitely will do it next week um, about that. Uh, the third thing I've got to tell you is uh, that Tic Tacs were originally called Refreshing Mints. That's not as interesting a name, is it? No, it's, it's no, it's rubbish. <laughs> they were introduced in 1969 and they were called Refreshing Mints, and within a year, in 1970, they were renamed Tic Tacs. Do you know why though? They're called Tic Tacs. No. Is it the way you tap them out? It's, well, sort of. It's apparently it was inspired by the noise that's made by opening and closing that little plastic box they come in. And was the box always that box or did they change the box and then model the marketing spin around it? I think the box was already like that, and then they went, "Oh, that's quite a good name, a Tic Tac." And um, but then some in some countries the box is clear and the the things inside are coloured, and in some countries, no matter what flavour, they're always white, and it's the the packet is a solid colour. I think it. You can tell I've read up about. You have, haven't you? Do you like it? I mean, I don't know anybody that buys Tic Tacs. Or do you? Well, I, I I like them, but I don't buy them because then you have them in your pocket and you just rattle. 
and it's annoying so no i don't i, I mean i would maybe I should have some on my desk because i do like them um do you know something else which i only uh, you might know this already but i didn't i didn't realize this that um tic tacs are made by the same company that makes kinder surprise and ferrero rocher i did not know this yeah ferrero makes tic tacs i don't know why i didn't know that i thought tic tac was its own company but no For, uh, do you know what for that that bentley back seat would be perfect the center console is quite chubby <laughs> And there's a really mm. good cubby space for a, a tray of Ferrero Rocher. You could go on a four-hour journey and make yourself very sick by just eating 80 Ferrero Rochers and then go <laughs> around some heavy-duty bat lanes. I can say. Uh, uh, right, we should end this now. Before we go, just a little caveat here. Um, we had a message from a listener called Stee uh, who said, uh, I've had a rough four years. The last 12 months have been particularly bloody rubbish. But his 15-year-old son, Dylan, uh, has noodled some guitar over the top of our merchandise song <laughs> from, from the end of the show. Stee recorded him doing this, doing a little bit of jamming over over that so i have put the two together so this week uh, we play out with the usual merchandise song but uh with dylan jamming over the top of it so uh thank you dylan for that um, top work and thank you steve for sending it in and uh, thank you for listening and thank you in fact to all of you for listening we'll do this all again next week but until then goodbye thanks everybody much appreciated thanks goodbye thanks mate cheers mate happy 2024 mate cheers mate bye Mugs, t-shirts stickers T-shirts, stickers, stickers, mugs, t-shirts, stickers, and now we do hats too. They're very stylish. We smoke them as a surprise. The Smith and Sniff have merchandise. You won't believe your eyes. Smith and Sniff have merchandise. Sadly, we don't do pies. But Smith and Sniff have merchandise One day we might sell ties Smith and Sniff have merchandise Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.